Well, for all the years that we have been here and uh, preaching behind this pulpit, uh, I've always endeavored to attempt to the very best of my ability to give you the truth, because we know that the Word of God says the truth will set you free. But we also know that Jesus says, because I tell you the truth, you hate me. Okay, so it's kind of a, uh, a balancing thing. And this morning is one of those situations. It has been an ache in my heart for a long time, and it is even intensifying now uh, in these last year or so. And it starts off with simply, I'm saying, God, where is your presence? God, where is the power of God? Where is it, Lord? I see it in the book of Acts, especially. I see it permeated all through the Word of God. But Lord, where is that tangible glory and that power and the presence of God in this nation? In fact, God, in this church, where is it, Lord? Where is that awesome display that not one soul, whether they believe or not, can deny that God was in this place? Lord, that's what I want. Even walking across the parking lot like I do every Sunday morning, I'm saying, God, please, let me experience the power of God before I go to the grave. Please, Lord, let me experience it. So therefore comes this morning. The title of this morning's message is, Character is what you are in the dark. Character is what you are in the dark. Okay? Now you got to remember, you and I are God's billboards. You and I have this tremendous gospel written in flesh in our hearts. What the world will not read when it comes to the Word of God, they read you and I. <clears throat> so we are only what we are in the dark. I'll make this clear if you're a little fuzzy already. Character is what you are in the dark. We are only what we are in the dark. All the rest is reputation. Well, he has a reputation for being a good ball player. He has a reputation for being a good musician. He has a reputation for being a really sweet guy. He's a jerk. Reputation. Okay? But what you are is what you are in the dark. Now, we're talking about what? Where's the presence of God? Where's the glory of God that we read? Is this book a big hoax? Is it a big carrot in front of my face? The ring, the golden ring on the merry-go-round, and I can never reach it. Is it a big game just to get me to walk better or straighter or kinder? Reputation means the estimation in which one is held. Yeah, I think he's a pretty good, pretty good guy. It's character in public opinion. You go to get jobs, I get phone calls. Hey, do you know Bruce Gebhardt? Yeah, well, he's put your name down for a character reference. So what do they want to know from me? His reputation. From what I see. Okay? 
public opinion. It's one standing or status in public. I was thinking about stopping in this one car lot not that long ago. And I have been praying about a car. And through just life, bumped into somebody who said, I would never go there. Because one time I did, and he got in this big legal dispute because of the way the guy ran the... So that, it's his reputation. That's his status in public. What God looks at is what you are in the dark. You understand what I mean by that? In the dark. The dark chambers of your heart, what you really are, what you muse over in your head and mind, well, that, what you are in the dark, God's going to. I know what he says on the outside, but I see what that guy is. Who he is. How he acts. So God looks at what we are in the dark. The imaginations of our minds. The thoughts of our hearts. The habits that we get trapped in with our bodies. These are the things that mark us in the sight of God. My reputation. So character is what you are in the dark. I've strived for 25 years to hope that New Hope has a good name in this city and area and county. Tried hard for that. I wonder sometimes. Ezekiel 8.12 says this, Then said he unto me, Son of man, Now listen, this is God talking to us. Hast thou seen what the ancients of the house of Israel do in the dark? Have you seen what the people of God do in my house, in my court? Do you see what the leaders do? Those who call them Christ's children? Do you see what they do? In the dark. Every man in the chambers of his imagery, his imagination, they say, the Lord doesn't see us. The Lord has forsaken the earth. Almost looks like that. That's what this group says. The chambers of the imaginary, that's their own perverse imaginations. That I can't see with you. You look pretty cool. You're here. You're dressed nice. You're listening, I think. Looking at the scriptures. Hey, you got a pretty good rep to me. God says, wait a minute. What are we, what's the whole reason for this? Where's the presence of God? Where's that power of God? Are we going to pretend it's here, we have it, and we walk in it, and yeah, I have sprinkles of it at times. The thought, they thought to themselves, we're, you know what, we're out of God's sight. They said, the Lord doesn't see us. Who's he talking to? He's talking to the church. He's talking to the people of God, the elders, the leaders. And they're saying, they don't see us. 
They imagined because their secret was carried on so closely that men could not discover it. Best place sometimes to hide something is right out in the open, they say. So therefore it was hidden from the eye of God, they thought. And they carried on. You know what they did? They had church, they had prayer meetings, they had special meetings, they had BBS, they raised some money, the fair, they had a nice band, they had preaching, they had altar calls, they had church. Psalmist says this, 139.11, if I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. You've got to know what this is saying, right? You sneak off somewhere to do something in Timbuktu in the backwoods of who knows where with no one that knows you or cares. And God got it lit up like 12 noon. Watch him. Watch him. Verse 12 says, yes, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to God. To this God you serve that you are called by his name. Like I harp on the ball team and I'm harping all over again. You walk out on that field, you got new hope. That's everything that we have stood for and cried for for 25 years. And you're going to blow it over a bad call. And you have Christian on the back of your shirt if you proclaim to be a child of God. Psalmist also says, where am I going to go from the Spirit? Where shall I flee from thy presence? Where can you go from the presence of God? The psalmist even said, if I ascend up into heaven, uh, he's there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, he's there. So you are what you are, and God knows it in the dark. Now, if Jesus appeared tomorrow at a certain time on Christian TV, what would his message be? Would he inform us of the character of the present day church? Would he inform us? I know your works. Would he inform us? American church. Zanesville church. New Hope church. Would he enlighten us on how we rate in the dark? What would his message be? If you look around, the American church has more assets, more wealth. We had all that work done underground in the parking lot. And I am so thankful because even after all those horrible rains we had, his parking lot's dry. It's rough. But it's dry. All that work underneath. And it came to $45,000.
I was hoping for 38. What's more of a marvel is we don't have to take out a loan. We can handle it. It'll hurt, but we can handle it. The church in America has more wealth than it's ever had in its day. We have more buildings than we ever had in its day. There was a time, do you understand, maybe some of you are still with me, there was a time where I took my one son, Joseph, because we rented a building and we were locked out. We rented it and we made it a church and the lady who owned it decided, no, it's going to be a daycare center. And she took all the pews and unbolted them and had them all stacked up real high. And I thought, well, that's Sunday morning. We'll just stand there and say we're, we're meeting in the lawn and I, I hope it doesn't rain. We didn't have a building, a church, nothing. We have this building. We have the fellowship hall building. We have the office building. We now have the youth center building. And I pulled out the driveway the other day, made a right and turned in the house. Just on the other side of the house is up for sale. I went, wow, Lord, should I? What should I do? We have more wealth. Church in America than we've ever had in our lives. On more radio. If I pushed it and pressed it, we could be on the radio. We are on more radio and TV stations in its entire life. Tune in at 7 o'clock. Jesus has a message to the American church. What do you think he would say? Okay. Well, we know he did talk to some churches. New Hope's going to have a reputation when it puts on those colors that we picked out because of the purple. You know, not because, ooh, cool, we matched the church. No, this is what we have read that's in the Holy of Holies. And now we're darning it as a uniform for, to play. When they step out, they'll have a reputation. God said to the church of Sardis, hey, you have a reputation. You have a reputation of being alive. That's your outward public reputation. He said to the seven spirits and the seven stars, I know thy works, that thou hast a name that thou livest, but in the dark, you're dead. See, us humans have that ability to be outward. Praise God, Daryl, how are you? We've been praying for Joyce. How's Joyce? Oh, I'm so thankful. And in the inside, we would be dead. And God doesn't give buffaloes. And God's not going to put his amen on it and his stamp or his presence or his power on it. He's not. Now, remember what I said about the truth. You're like, yeah, set me free. Are you going to hate it? Because we've got to do some major digging. So he says, what was the Sardis' greatest weakness? The weakness was they had a reputation of being alive. 
But God said, I want to tell you something, buddies. I see in the dark, and you're dead. You're dead. You're absolutely dead. What was the greatest fault of the Laodicean church? They had a reputation also of being what? Well off. Everything's cool, man. Bills are paid, and we're buying up property. We are well off. Jesus would say to them, uh, I know you say you are rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Now look, to be wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked is horrible. To be told by God that. But to not know you are is tragic. Are you following in my drift? Are you still there? I don't believe the American church realizes its condition. Maybe the young people do because a lot of times they don't hang around. They're gone. They're like, eh, I don't think I want to play that game. Because we know how to do it on the outward. But on the inward, God says, hey, guys, I know what your reputation is. But I see in the dark. And this dark I see is just like noon to me. And you're dead. You're dead. Consider these words by Leonard Ravenhill. Awesome man of God. You ought to read some of his books, if not all. He says this short one. Many of our churches are worshiping an absentee God. He's not here. We call it church. We put a cross. We call them Bibles, hymns, hymnals, altars, offerings, communion, specials, songs, whatever we call it. Ravenhill said, you know what, uh, we worship an absentee God. Now, I don't believe God is absent from here. But we can't settle for this. We can't. Not with what's happening to our nation. The president took another slam of Christianity. Did you hear that one? Another one. Mocked it. That, that's the country you live in. You don't think the wolf is at your door, but it is. It is. Deuteronomy 23, 14. Don't lose sight of the fact that we're saying, hey God, where is your where is the power of God? Where's the presence of God? The electrifying atmosphere of God when he pours into a church and takes over. Where's that at? Deuteronomy 23, 14, we've said this many times. And the Lord thy God walketh in the midst of thy camp. This is our camp. This is New Hope Camp this morning. He's come to deliver us and to give us up and to give up thy enemies before thee. Therefore shall thy camp be 
holy. Look, that he see no unclean thing, because he looks in the dark, and when he sees them, he'll turn away from you. God turns away from his people if we harbor and continually practice deeds in the dark. And you affect the move of God here. You can read that in the Word of God. Achan hid stuff. Remember Achan? Who remembers the story of Achan? You don't know. Look it up. They were going to war. God says, don't touch this, don't touch that, don't take this, don't nothing, don't, 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 don't. Achan did, did, did. They went off to war, the uh, little peon enemy they should have crushed, and they got slaughtered. Because Achan, one person in the congregation, hid stuff. Way in the dark that no one saw, but God's going, what? What? Backs off from the army of God, they get defeated. The enemy prevails because someone in here is hiding something in the dark. Yes, you do affect my walk. Just like I affect yours. Lawyer. What church is going to die to themselves? that God can use them for the power. Or are we too selfish? God said, I'm turning away. I don't care if you think I am, if you feel I am, if you don't swear I am, if you deny I am, I'm turning away if I keep seeing this stuff in this camp. Look, let me just tell you the way it is. Without the power of God moving and stuff, this is boring. How many times are we going to sing that song? How many times are we going to do that Christmas program? Without the power of God. This thing was birthed in the fire of God. And since he's given it to man, we... We've cold it off like crazy. And now we got institutionalized church. Please. God, before I die, please. I tell God, I walk on the rocks. I say, God, you use these stupid things I'm walking on. Can't you use me in spite of me? Do you have that in you? We've lost the touch of God. We've lost the supernatural power of God. We've misplaced it. We've traded it in for organized meetings, prayer times, cute services. Get up, sit down, pray, preach, altar call, closing song, bye. What on earth did Moses say? God, you promised. You promised me. God, 
I don't even want to move if you don't go with me. I'm not moving unless your presence goes with me. In Ezekiel 1, Ezekiel saw something. He saw something. With the God, we'd see something. It says, And above the firmament that which over that was over their heads was the likeness of a throne. All of a sudden he's seeing this stuff. As the appearance of sapphire stone. And upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness as the appearance of a man above upon it. Ezekiel's going, what? What? And I saw as the color of amber, as the appearance of fire round about and within it, from the appearance of his loins even upward, and from the appearance of his loins even downward. I saw it. I saw it as it was the appearance of fire. And the brightness round about. As the appearance of the bow that is in the cloud in the day of rain. So was the appearance of the brightness round about it. And then it clicked. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of God. And when I saw it, I fell as dead. Boom. But the God would see that. I do. Ezekiel saw And God is no respecter. But God peers into the dark. Which one of the Beatitudes says? Blessed are they have a pure heart for what? You will see. You'll see God. You'll see God will rip you. He's real. And he looks into the dark. So here we are, somewhat through this message. Question again is do you really want to know what has happened to the power of God? To the presence of God? You're sitting there well satisfied thinking, this is awesome. There has been so much disobedience and defilement. So much carnality, corruption in the church. There has been that we have greatly driven the presence of God away. We have. We have. If you have enough nerve, look in the mirror and say, no, I haven't. As he's peering in the dark. Church. Church. American church. And hope's part of that. Do what we want. Say what we want. Wear what we want. Go where we want. Watch what we want. Act like we want. 
You can't. It's the, hey, you softball guys, you're going to get tested right off the bat. You can guarantee it. And if you act like a donkey, you're gone. You're going to get tested right off the bat. I don't even know. Maybe we'll play the worst, scrummiest team on the very first day, and we'll get mercy. Because God's in it. It ain't your gifted athletic ability. But God's in it. We wear his name. So Ezekiel sees this unbelievable presence of God. And then because of the various things that go on in the people of God, the presence of God starts to leave. They never knew it. They never knew it. Samson didn't know it. Jumped up, shook himself, and he was ready to take them on like he always did. Never cleaned up his act or his heart. Unbelievable strength. Glory of God used him powerfully. Ends up grinding out meal like a donkey, an oxen with no eyes. Because he wouldn't permit God in his heart. So here comes the power of God. Ezekiel 8 now we are. And it came to pass in the sixth year, in the sixth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I sat in my house, and the elders of Judah sat before me, that the hand of the Lord fell upon, fell there upon me. Have you ever felt that even? Have you ever felt? These guys say it all the time. Then I beheld and lo, a likeness as the appearance of fire. Here it comes again. From the appearance of his loins, even downward. Fire, he says. And from his loins, even upward, as the appearance of, of brightness, as the color of amber. And he put forth the form of a hand, and he took me by the lock of my head. And the Spirit lifted me up between the, ar- the earth and heaven, and brought me in the visions of God to Jerusalem, to the door of the inner court. Into where the stuff's going on. We have service that looketh toward the north. Where was the seat of the image of jealousy, which provoked to jealousy? Jealousy. For says, and behold, the glory of the God of Israel was there, according to the vision that I saw. So we bring jealousy in to the house of God. I can sing as good as her. Or him. Preach. Lead. Teach. Look what happens. He said furthermore unto me, Son of man, do you see what they do? Even the great abominations that the house of Israel committeth here. Look, that I should go far off from my sect. I've had it, God says. And he leaves. Going far off from my sanctuary. And we're still having our meetings and just an added services. Sign up for this. You see what it does? That I should go far off from my sanctuary. 
And all this stuff that he's talking about, he's seeing, he's peering into the dark where your true character is. Power of God. There is nothing you should want more. The power of God moving in your life. The power of God using you. Uh, I, I can't. I got to get that second job. We need a deck. What? What? Well, we had another meeting Saturday. Throughout the whole meeting, I kept hearing this phrase. I think it was, we need a culture of change. Culture of change. A culture of change. We need to make sure they know there's a web page. You get, you know, cultural change. The computer now. You got to. It's just the way. Man, does the church need a cultural change? Do we ever think of coming into the house of God at quarter two and running down to the altar and crying out to God? Do we ever even think of it? We've got, to, we've got to, excuse me, hi, I'll talk to you afterwards. And you cry, God, you've got to move today, God, you've got to move today. Cultural change. We don't, we don't even think of it. Verse ten four. so the Spirit of God is moving. Then the glory of the Lord went from the cherubim, stood over the threshold of the house. He's starting to move was in the inner court, in the gate, and now he's over there at the threshold where we have our greeters that say good morning to you, pass out. Now he's over that threshold. He's leaving. He's leaving from the center in the midst. Glory and his power and his deliverance. And, and now he's moving out. Verse 18 tells us even more. Then the glory of the Lord departed from off the threshold of the house over the chariot, so he moved over to the threshold, and then he started to move again. Leaving, not coming back. We're not going, oh God, I beg you, don't, don't leave me to my own counsel, God, no! We didn't even know he was going. The Spirit of God's pulling away from America. You know it. Obama's a manifestation of it. White House, Senate, representatives, so much, so much lying and cheating and stealing, CIA, FBI, all running around having orgies and stuff, buying and jets on your and mine money. Senator Harry Reid just retired and said, yeah, I, I lied. The majority, third in line to be present, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't telling the truth. We had to get this passed. We had to get him reelected. Yeah, I lied. Uh, I'm retiring. What are you going to do? Forget this. It's our fault. It's our fault. Because the glory of God ought to be so awesome, so vibrant in this nation, that that was impossible to have happen. But it isn't. What are we going to do to Clinton? He had sex with that man, that woman. 
when we have sex with other men. What are you going to say to him? Is, is, is. Yeah. yeah. Feels cool. He plays a saxophone and wears sunglasses. Ezekiel 11.22 says this, Then did the cherubims lift up their wings and wheels beside them, and the glory of God of Israel was over them. 23. This is a sad one. And the glory of the Lord went up from the midst of the city and stood upon the, upon the mountain, which is on the east side of the city. The glory of God's leaving the angels. That's the policeman moving. And now here it is. Way up on the mountain. Maybe giving us one more look. Anybody know? Anybody care? Anybody begging me to come back? Anybody? That's where the presence of God has gone. And you understand the power is with him, not us. That's where the power is gone. He's left. He's leaving. Off Zanesville. Ruth and I moved here 30 years ago, 31 this August. We know it's a little town. We come from the big one that was full of corruption, full of walk the streets at lunch in Pittsburgh, not know anybody. They bump, push you, get out of the way, could care less. We came here, it seemed real friendly. I just can't believe the murders that are happening in this town. The Spirit of God is left. We have become accustomed to the superficial. We no longer miss the supernatural. Now, you can put your mask on and pretend that all this is not true. Put your mask on, pick out another church. But is there a few that just might take their mask off and say, come back, come back among us? Where's the glory? Where's the sense of awe? Remember that song? I stand, I stand in all of you. Where's the sense of awe that only God can create? Sometimes it's just, where's that sense of awe? Where's God's majesty? That weighty presence of God, the kabod. That when the one dude just tried to keep it from all of them, struck him dead. Where's How often does his voice resound in our midst? I'm not talking about some dumb, phony prophecy. Tongues I'm talking about. You know it's God. I wonder if our young folks even know they exist. One of the ballplayers were walking up the parking lot this morning. And I had it in my head right away to say, Hey, here comes Roberto Clemente! And I didn't because I thought, that guy don't even know who he is. And he didn't. Because I did. I thought, this is what I was going to say. And he went, um, is that a good ball player? 
Look, look. That's where... Hey, I'm including my generation because I haven't seen nothing really awesome. I love them. I know I'm changed. I know that's a miracle. But that's it. That's about all I got. And so all those that were trying to say, church, man, church, you're like, what? Just like reverse, who? Huh? Did he play ball? Was he good? God? Huh? How often do his signs and wonders cause you to cry out? <gasps> Fred, Fred, it's the Lord! God's moving! The Lord is here. I ain't going anywhere. I'm staying right How often are we left speechless? How often do we stagger or stunned or in total silence over the presence of God that comes? Judge six one said six one says this, and the children of Israel did evil. In the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Midians. We have to be in the hands of the Midians. Because you see, in the dark, we do evil in the sight of the Lord. In, the, in your imagination, in your heart, in your thoughts, when you're alone, bleep, you watch it, you turn it on. Whatever, I can't even think, I don't even want to think of them. Just whatever. I mean, all you got to do is go to the fruit of the flesh and you see it. Oh, my gosh. Sitting there with my brother-in-law, we're always trying to be a great witness, and they're having a big lady shower, and he's a little older than I am, and just relaxing. So you want to watch some golf, and we watch some golf, and Master just talking about some golf, and he reads his Bible every morning and stuff like that. Commercial comes on, and it's uh, uh, naked and something. Naked and afraid or something, some show. They put you and some woman totally different without a stitch of clothing on in the jungle somewhere. He looked at me and goes, what? For what reason? You can't even sit down in your house. That's our nation. That's what you're bringing these babies up and we've got one coming. So we are being prevailed by the Midians. God has given us over to them until we wake up. Prevailed means to be strong. They seem to be stronger than us. Everything we do, they slap us down, everything. We tried the political thing, we get slapped down. We tried the moral majority, we get slapped down. We tried whatever. Yes, I'm going to vote yes. I'm still voting the Bible. We're talking God. Do you understand? You're just one stick of match that can strike at any moment for God. You see, the enemy dummied us down so bad, we don't even see it anymore. 
Judges 6, 13. Gideon said this long before I did. He said, um, my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? See, this Gideon was before Clemente. He had no clue what was going on. It, he had no idea. Just like the ball player. I hope he was good. But Gideon's going, I've heard all these. I've read these stories. They used to tell me, my grandpa on his knee, where is this? Where is this awesome display in power? But he says, if this, then why is all this befallen us? And where be all the miracles which our fathers told us all of? Saying, did not the Lord bring us out from Egypt? But, you know, was that even true now? The virgin birth. That's, I think that's a myth. That's all through our country now. They don't even believe it. God, what? What have you been drinking, dude? You think the virgin birth is real? And this is what it feels like to me at times. Man, God, what, where are you? What's going on? But listen to God's answer to Gideon. Actually, he ignores everything Gideon says. And he said, And the Lord, Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, that thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? He didn't even address the problem. Apparently, he finally found a dry match that was ready to strike because of being desperate and tired of what's been going on. Where is all this, God? Zechariah 4, 6 said this, Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Hey, it's not by might. It's not by your building, your buying power, nor by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. We traded off prayer meetings for committee meetings. Matthew 6 says this, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into the closet. Get back in your closet. And when thou hast shut the door, pray to the Father which is in secret and see what he does. Here's another one. James tells us, you confess your faults one to another. Oh. I used to pray like that. Now I'm not. Oh, did you hear what? Then you don't belong here. James has given us the antidote. Confess your faults one to another. Acknowledge openly. We don't got it. I'm tired and weary of these masks. We just don't have it, Chris, like I read. Will you help me get Confess your faults one to another. And then pray for one another. Oh, God, get a hold of our pastor like never before. That he may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Here's the key. He's got to be righteous. The darkness that God sees. You can pray, scream, shout, do flips, run. 
whatever, and God's going through. You have a reputation of being a good prayer person. You have a reputation of being alive, but I, I know what's in your heart. You're dead. I'm not talking about that. The effectual, fervent, white-hot prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We need a spiritual awakening in this church, no alone. You understand, a spiritual awakening is right at our fingertips. Yours. If you would just jump in. If you would just jump. Lots of you go up and go. Just jump. Start to believe for your neighbor. Some of you have given up. You're a wet old match. Nothing strikes you anymore. Because you're moaning about this happened, that happened, it's been too long, there's nothing. And you're going, the heck's wrong with this? And God's going, what's this? You're wet and full of doubt. And it takes one of you to go. And the fire can start. Anybody believe? Man, let's believe for an awakening. Why not? I need one. Not just for this church, but for every church. I'm going through, to be honest, the mundane thing of putting on another National Day of Prayer. And I'm doing it, or we're doing it, Ruth has been doing it, because we ain't giving it up. Because of this nation. Needs it, even if no one listens to it. But I sit there, and I look, and I say, God, who can we use? Who cares? Who would pray like they need? Who would believe? So, here's the weirdness of it all. We are the problem. And we are the solution. We caused this, we can fix it. We can. The problem is, Young ones are like, who's Clemente? They don't even believe. The old ones, all your matches are wet. There's disappointments because your dryness and spark was on who you were praying for instead of who you were praying to. The last thing any family needs is for you to stop. You're the only one that can bring the spark. 
who knows how long. And maybe you'll go to your grave going, it's just me, God. That runs through your family. Who knows? Remember the psalmist, he said, call upon me in the day of trouble. I'll deliver you. Do you believe that? God says, you call upon me. You cry out. You believe. And I'll deliver you. And thou shalt glorify me. You'll bring me the glory when I deliver you. If you dare to call out. Stop praying defeated prayers. Go after God. Get back in hot pursuit. Run hot after Him. Jeremiah says, Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray. It's only by prayer. It's only by prayer. Then you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken. What? Hold it. Bruce, what? What? Hearken unto God. What? When you call upon God. And I'm not talking about these cute little things that we pray. I'll tell you what, I keep crying out to God. That's just why I keep crying out to God in my office. It's God. You promised! You promised God! I can't do it. I know it, but you promised! I do, just like that. Refuse to be ordinary. Refuse to be insignificant. My prayers don't matter. God, you promised me. You promised me, God. Even as I do that and I say, I know what I am. I know, I know what I am, God. I know. And I was telling God in the office, and God, they're going to think the same thing. They're going to think they have no end, no power, no nothing, no nothing with you, God, that you're just too great to attain to. And God instantly gave me a scripture. He said, do you remember Jacob? Remember Jacob? He was a jerk. You know, you, all you folks, how many got one? We got a little, tiny, four-pound, 16-inch long right now. Addison. Oh, how sweet and pure. Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. No offense, Tiff, but no. Because, you see, Jacob was at one time four pounds, 16 inches long in his mother's womb, and he was already conniving. What's he doing? He got a twin in there. And birth time comes, and the twin's going, I'm going. And it's fighters. Good for nothing fight inside the womb because of Jacob. And then God said, you'll name him Jacob. Because he's a surplanter, a supplanter. 
Yeah, look that name up. Supplement means to overthrow. Means to undermine. Well, you think you're good? Got him by the heel and he slips out first. He's in the womb. He hasn't even said, um. Is it true or am I making it up? Is it true? You know your word. So no. No, they're not these innocent, cute little things. And God reminded me of Jacob. Because that's what we all are. Our first marriage thing. And you ought to come. You ought to come. You need to kick yourself. We're not coming because they're just great, greatly done. And the guy just said, let's face it. You got the red sweater. I really like it. We're all just selfish. And that's true. As soon as that kicks in, you got marriage problems. We're all just selfish. Even in the womb, we just described it. God, I can't do it. Supplanter, undermine, scheme, lion. All this going on in the womb. And God said, yeah, but what happened? What happened? When Jacob wrestled with God. When his, listen, when his prayers broke sweat. Not just some, no, I lay you down for sleeping. When his prayers broke sweat and he wrestled with God. God said, no longer going to be Jacob. Remember that? You're going to be called Israel. Which Israel means prince. He says, listen, for as a prince hast thou power with God and man. You pray like that, you wrestle like that, and you get a hold of me and not let go, you got power, buddy. God did for an old scum like Jacob and me. That's why I keep saying, oh God. Oh God, you promised me you won't leave me in this. You've got to move, God. Come back! Let's stand. Okay, it should be quite obvious to you what our altar call is. I don't know what time it is. Yeah. Unless you have a date with death, which you might. You really might. I'm saying that joking. You have a date with death, or your boss has asked you to be here at noon, there's no reason for you to leave. We need a cultural change. And let's start with new hope. Too hard? Okay. Let's let's start with just Dustin. Dustin, do you have that in you? You have that. You want that. Let's just start with him. Dustin, please try it again. Try it again.
when you pray. I mean, when you pray, something supernatural happens. Mike, let's see it. I don't know. I don't know. All I know, something happens. The atmosphere changes. Something supernatural. Something special. Happens. And it starts here. And here's the truth. Either you're going to say, you're crazy, or you're running here, or you're going to run there. And it's already started to happen. You're either going to run here and say, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Or you'll, some reason, go that way. Our altars are open. Michael, a little bit of a different change. Keep that one song. But I want you to find that one something happens by Brooklyn Tabernacle. Did you find the one with the words that actually come up on the screen? There's one that actually has the words. You folks, right now, you come to this altar. If this is where you are, because every one of you have a dark chamber that God sees as daylight. And you please, I'm asking you, I'm begging you just like the New Hope softball team, please check that out. Let God check it out so we can have that move of God. We've got to have something happen, God. Lord, we've got to. We are desperate. Our nation is dying. Our children are running crazy. Our lawmakers are insane. And the church is lethargic. We have reputations that we used to be alive, but are now dead. Anyone, if you can't find that one, Michael, just that something happens. It's a powerful song that the choir just sang Easter. Let that be your prayer, God. Something has to happen. I think it's by the Presbyterian at Prestwood Church or something choir. One of them. Wrestle with God. Don't genuflect here at this altar. Wrestle. Wrestle with God. That's the one with the words. Okay, that's just a choir. Okay, that's good. About your name, just his name is packed with all kind of power. But it cannot and will not be carried by a dirty vessel. It just won't. It will not happen. 
We are paying the price. Just the mention of your name. Every one of you. God, make them a dry match. Get them ready to strike, Lord. Something has to happen, God. You've promised, Lord. I realize I don't got it, God. I realize the arrow is beyond me. But not you, Lord. It's not beyond you. Something special. I'm tired of being afraid, Lord. I'm tired of being insignificant. We're tired of being ordinary. Your name. When I call, the very atmosphere. Yes, you can change the atmosphere. We'll be transformed. Be the same by the power of your holy name. Your job's to cry out. Let the rest be God. Don't tell them what to do. Something special. Something supernatural. Call out for God. Say, come back. Come back, Lord. Don't leave me to my own counsel, God. To my own strength. Jesus. Come on, God! We gotta have something happen, Lord. We're in a rut. about your name there's nothing ordinary about almighty god nothing the world is wishing he'd go away oh any given moment you strike that match and that fire can start and then fire will begat fire to your wife to your children to your neighbors to those who sit beside you in the pew, catch fire, burn for God. And you'll hear the words. Jacob, change your name to Israel. You have found power with God. 
something will happen. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Something, something, Lord. Let something happen, God. Yes, when I call you, Lord, when I inject the name of Jesus, There's power in that name. Hallelujah, Lord. your God. Nobody. Something supernatural. Your There is power. Right ahead, Michael. Go ahead, quickly. Look at this next song and show it on the screens. I want them to see the people. See them. This is what you're fighting for. All over the place, people are without hope. They're absolutely desperate. And all you've got to do is call upon God for them. You don't have to know who they are, where they are, what's going on. Just call upon God. Wives being beaten all the time. People on drugs, no hope. Famines, children dying by the thousands. Hooked on alcohol. Let's legalize pot. What on earth can we do? Turn up a little bit, please. When you, when you pray, when you wrestle, 
He has promised. You've promised us, God. It's all we got. It's all we got. Amen. Many of you have broken hearts. Amen. Given up. Yes, he does. When you pray, He's promised. Oh, He's promised. He's real. Jesus, He will answer. When you pray, the enemy's defeated. Strike it, strike that match. Lord, let them see how majestic, how powerful you are, God. In the name. There is victory. The chains are broken. Yes, get to know how great your God is, how powerful. There's victory when you pray. Oh, you promised us, God. You promised us, Lord. You promised. Jesus. Oh, what's the enemy going to do when God's people pray? He's going to run. Open their hearts, God. Open their hearts. Let them get this.
We need a cultural change, God. Jesus! 